Hi guys, I'm finally, finally back with the ninth episode of the Heartful Podcast. I'm so, so sorry for taking such a long break. I think this was my longest one. I honestly don't remember when was the last episode, like when did it came out? I think it was in September, like it was, I literally posted one episode in September. Um, I know that I don't really have to like excuse myself or, you know, explain myself to you guys because this is literally just my um, self-passion project side um, thing I'm doing just, you know, whenever I feel like it. But I'm the kind of person who appreciates regularity and um, I kind of like, even if I'm quite busy, I do want to still make time for it and I know I'm able to. Um, yeah, never mind. But I do have an excuse, actually. So basically, I don't know, I probably you know that I came back to uni, you know, uni's starting back pretty much everywhere. And um, this year, it's a lot of it is in person. There's a lot of freshers event, especially in the UK. Obviously, there's, you know, um, there aren't anymore any social restriction rules. So clubs are open. People, young people, students are mingling and meeting in huge, huge groups. There's festivals. You know, basically very easy way of spreading diseases. And I'm not really talking about COVID, but there's a thing called um, freshers flu. I've only heard about it before, but now I kid you not, everyone has it. It's not like a myth. It's not something people say. It's actually everyone. I feel like A, it's because everyone has like a lower immunity after spending a whole year at home. Um, and like, you know, just not really socializing with that many people in a while. And the second of all is like, because there's freshers, and even though most of us are sick, and I'm not kidding you, like, probably 80% of my friends either had it or still have it, um, none of us is resting because we're so, like, excited to be back, there's so much happening, unis are starting in person, so we're out all the time, it's very hard to rest, there's probably gonna be some cuts in this episode, because I'm gonna be coughing, <laughs> but basically, yeah, as I said, like, I did get the freshers flu, um, obviously, could not avoid it, my um, flatmate has it, has it as well, my other friends do have it, the thing is, I got it, like, over two weeks ago, um, and it got better and worse at different times, but it's still not gone, my other friend has it for three weeks, and he's taking antibiotics now, Bay had it, then didn't have it, then has it again now, and it's pretty bad, you know, it's like, the and everyone has it, it's so weird for me how, like, I am keep repeating that, but, like, everyone has it, okay, I'm not gonna talk <laughs> more about it, basically, this is the reason I didn't record an episode, because I just didn't want to make my throat worse, because I just have, like, a cough, now it's, today it was quite good, like, yesterday I had such a bad runny nose, today it's quite fine, I just cough a little bit, but I'm gonna keep um, hydrating, and hopefully I'm gonna be able to get through this episode, also, it's not gonna be a very long one, I think, literally, like, I had a whole episode scripted, but just, you know, didn't really feel like making it and making my, you know, physical well-being worse, but another reason is, okay, so basically a couple of weeks ago, I did a poll on Instagram about, like, what kind of, like, I had four podcast episodes in mind, and I did a poll on which one you wanted the most, and, you know, sometimes when you, like, ask people questions, or, like, you make a poll or whatever, and you ask for their opinions, but you already have your own, and you kind of want them to just confirm it, that was the case with that poll, and I really wanted to make an episode about, I think, comfort zone, and, like, stepping out of your comfort zone at that time, like, I was really thinking about it a lot, um, but a lot of you voted, I think it got voted as, like, the second option, but uh, most of you voted for, like, an episode on, like, the whole concept of romanticizing your life, which is also very interesting but like since the episode since that thing won I was like okay I guess you guys want to hear about it more that's something you're more interested in 
And so I scripted the whole episode because I do script my podcast episodes. So they're like more structured and, you know, I just, I'm an organization freak. So I just like having a plan and not going spontaneous and, you know, improvising. But like I scripted it and I like never really felt like talking about it because I feel like I was much more interested in that like a couple months ago, for example, or, or I've just already talked to my friends about it so much that like, I feel like didn't feel like repeating myself, you know, a bunch of reasons. And it, it all like both of those causes collided to me, just like not really touching the podcast at all. And as you can see by the title, today's episode, it's not going to be about romanticizing your life. And after thinking about it for a while, I think like I really want to make this podcast like prioritize my um wants and needs in this, if you know what I mean. Like with YouTube, I'm really like down to make videos that help you guys and stuff that you want to see. Um, obviously my intakes as well and stuff I enjoy doing but like you know I care about it more whereas with the podcast I really just want it to be a place where I talk about whatever like really it's like a place for me a space for me to spill my thoughts and know that someone will listen to them at least <laughs> like a few people um, and you know it's absolutely your choice if you listen to it or not um, obviously um, you already know that, um, but yeah, because I'm not earning anything from it, um, because it's not really, you know, I don't get any comments on it, not many, at least, I don't, I shouldn't feel pressure to do any specific content, yet I still do, but, like, that's just my personal issue, I'm gonna try to keep the podcast episodes going at least, like, hopefully, like, once in two weeks, um, obviously now it's gonna get much busier with uni, because I started the podcast episode, I, I started the podcast, actually, like, during my like at the beginning of my summer break and now it's ending so there's gonna be much less time but honestly it doesn't take that much to film a podcast episode so when I was thinking about like updates I could give you guys um about my life I realized there's just way too many and I'll never be able to plus I don't really want to you know literally su summarize my life to you um what's been happening recently you know like September was my last break like month of summer vacation basically before uni starts um today's sunday actually and uni starts tomorrow um well it generally starts tomorrow but like i actually don't have any classes tomorrow so for me it starts on tuesday this september was september was such a great month honestly i love virgo season i'm very sad that it has ended but it was great for me like i kid you not it's not fake guys last virgo season was such a great time i mean libra was great as well you know like i really just love the period like summer October are really great months and I think this year it will be as well but yeah September was literally such a nice month after an August that I really I didn't like August at all um I did so many things like I cannot even count and I had a lot of fun in September so now I feel like I am very much ready to go back to uni um I also haven't been like taking like any lectures since maybe February March because you know there was term three of uni which was just exams so no new content for like half a year which is weird um it's nice that we get so much free time I guess but um you know there's actually time to live your life and I don't know explore your hobbies stuff like that but it's also very stressful in a way because you know like internship applications and like there's just gonna be so many ha things happening at once and it all feels you know every year as each year passes by it all feels feels more serious and you know like there's more responsibility and stakes are higher I know I'm talking about it like it's some crazy you know challenge or something um you know it's university it's not that deep but um it is it is because at UCL we start uni tomorrow this week like as I said it's Sunday so the past week it's been freshers week 
which means if you're not familiar with it in UK, it means a lot of clubbing. Like it's just a week that like freshers get introduced to their uni. There's a lot of social events, societies, freshers fair, like at their campus, basically a bunch of events, a lot of clubbing as well. I personally didn't go clubbing this week. Oh, okay. I actually did on on Tuesday or Monday. I don't remember. Um, I think on Monday. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not really, I don't really care about, um, you know, clubbing, like, I mean, I do like clubbing, actually, I've been to a bunch since the, the last episode came out, but I do like it, like, doing it once a week, you know, I, it, it's more than enough for me, um, I've also been to a club on my birthday, actually, because, <laughs> here goes, 20 now, I turned 20 last week, like, last Tuesday, so basically, like, almost two weeks ago, after a lovely vegan dinner and drinks, me and my friends went to a club, but it turned out to be mostly freshers, because it was, like, almost the freshers week, so it was just weird, <laughs> I'm a second year right now, I don't know, I feel so old, so as I said, freshers week is on, but there's also, besides, like, clubbing, there's also events happening on campus, um, and I've been to campus a few times this week to, like, different events, and also this weekend I've been working there, actually, as, like, a student ambassador, and it's been so, so, so weird to see people at campus, like, so many people, meeting people from my course as well, I had, like, a welcome lecture and a welcome party with my course mates, and I actually saw their faces, and, like, people I only saw on Zoom, it was so nice, honestly, like, the first couple of days were just surreal, now I gotten a bit more used to it, although it's still, like, you know, like, I'm just genuinely so surprised like a part of me is so genuinely surprised that university is actually like a place and that like campus exists and like people actually go there physical people not just it's not like online learning you know UCL is not like an online school you know what I mean um and it's just it brings so much joy to my heart like I'm literally so grateful for the fact that we're able to start like on campus this year um it's gonna be like blended teaching I think but I have a lot of things in person I'm just so, I'm just hoping it will be like this for like the rest of my uni experience, like I'm praying, we'll see, we'll see, but like I'm really focused on the present, really glad that it is, it is like, you know, it is how it is right now, and I'm just so excited for this year, like to meet more people in person, like I just love meeting new people, I feel, I realized recently that I'm such a people person, like I literally thrive on interactions with others, not to say that I'm like a huge extrovert, but maybe I am, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I have a crisis of identity, don't, don't ask me about it, but yeah, also, this is so random, but a bunch of people recognize me on campus, like, quite a lot, I would say, like, in total, over the last week, I would say, like, 40, 50, which is, I don't know, it, it's a huge number to me, um, I don't, not, not to say that I'm some kind of famous person, but I know that, like, a lot of people from UCL, or UCL Economics watch my videos because they like specifically look for that on YouTube, like search it up and that's how they find my videos. But like I've received so many nice, like I don't know if any of you listening um have like seen me or anything, but like thank you if any of you do did. It was, it's just so nice like knowing that people, like physical people watch you, you know, it's the same thing with like online uni. Yeah, like I know that like I have 15k subscribers, but like I've never really seen any of them live um, besides my friends <laughs> so it's it's just so odd and like it's so great to see like real faces and hear like words of encouragement and people have been just so nice and telling me that they love my videos that they're out there they're really thankful that I make them and that they you know help them like I don't know get to UCL or they're here because of me like at UCL and I'm like what like it's just so crazy like you don't even know what kind of impact your actions have on other people and it's just, it's been so great, like, it's surreal that, like, people come up to me and, like, recognize me, but it's, I really enjoy it so far. 
Um, and yeah, so yeah, if you ever see me and want to, you know, talk, then go ahead. Definitely. Um, I don't bite. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, we can just have a nice chat and my God, it's kind of, it, it is kind of difficult to talk nonstop, but I'm powering through it. So yeah, I think <laughs> these are all the announcements, updates, what's been going on. Um, I felt like I just had to catch you guys up a little bit, just even in brief. So let's finally get into the contents of today's podcast episode. And the title is Love Languages. And as I said, this is totally unplanned. I only decided to make this episode like half an hour ago because basically I just came back from a dinner with my friend Mayng. She also has like her own YouTube channel. She's a graduate now, but um, I think it was the second time. It was the second time we met and we just went out for like a vegan, vegan. Why do I keep saying vegan? Vegan dinner in um, King's Cross. It was Mildred's if you're interested. It's like a very like popular vegan restaurant chain I guess um in London and they're so great like I had the best vegan fried chicken burger and like the perfect caramel they have such guys they have I don't know if you've like from your phone London or anything but like go to Mildred's order their cheesecake caramel cheesecake with like strawberry cluff like strawberry I don't know icing not icing how is it called like you know the thing you pour on top literally best is like hands down I swear best dessert I've ever had Mayng loved this as well I was like we have to get it. like I'm nowhere full but like we have to get it so the dinner was delicious but then I came back from the meeting feeling so like energized and happy and really like full um because we just had such good conversations like I don't know what just happened here but my back literally started like burning like not burning but like really hurting I just lay down on my stomach hope it gets better the whole meeting was so nice it passed by so quickly and afterwards um like I sent her like a video after about something what we were talking about and she sent me she sent me a text message about like how much she appreciated the meeting and how like she happy she feels afterwards and that we you know she really enjoyed her time with me and it was just I don't know it made me realize some stuff and and then I texted Claudia my best friend about it like we started we had a little conversation over messages just a second ago about it and I was like I really feel like besides like I, okay I texted her about it but I really feel like I have so much to say about it to other people because me and Claudia like we get each other without you know having to say anything and I know she will get what I mean but I feel like I really want other people to be aware of this as well because I feel like because I feel like not many people actually are that aware of what I'm going to be talking about so love languages basically it was a very messy introduction to what I'm going to talk about um but I think it'll make sense when you listen to what I have to say so basically um in 1992 there was a book pub the there was a book came out written by a guy named Gary Chapman don't ask me who he is I don't know I just saw it on Google it was entitled the five love languages how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate and like don't even like mention the title I know it's so cringy and I've personally have never read this book but I was just curious where did the whole concept of five love languages originate from um, apparently it's a book by a guy written in 92 and it has a very cheesy, it has a very weird title. It also, you know, it's funny there's the word heartfelt in the title. Just like a little, I don't know, I feel like it's a little sign from the universe. <laughs> I guess in that book, obviously, as I said, never read it. He introduces the concept of um, love languages and apparently like it's a, mostly about romantic love. At least that's what he talks about in his book, but... um. I am going to be talking about 
any type of relationships, like lo love languages in any types of relationships. So whether that's friendships, you know, or family or, you know, romantic love as well. But the way I, I personally found out about the whole concept was not through Gary Chapman's book, actually, but um, there is a basically like an online test that you can take that's called Five Love Languages. If you type, like, type in love languages, it's going to be the first thing that shows up. And it, it's a basically a very easy pretty like boring test it's not like it's nothing like i don't know the 16 personalities test you just basically get asked like questions of like this what this or this like would you rather be given a gift by your partner or would you rather them hug you or something like that it's a lot of questions of like what would you rather be treated like how would you rather be treated by like a close person to you you know you know what i mean um and you answer a bunch of those questions and the system i guess like the quiz will put like generate you a live list of your love languages and like percent in percentages so like which one is the biggest love language for you which one is the smallest you know like all of that it will just make a list of like per by percentage like which ones are the most significant to you um and it's a very quick test and i very much definitely encourage you to do it if you haven't already the five love languages because i haven't named them yet are basically acts of service gift giving physical touch quality time and words of affirmation and i think they're pretty straightforward but i'm just gonna like give you a rundown of what each of them means so acts of services is just doing stuff for other people or like helping them with I don't know, like their tasks or their responsibilities. I don't know, like doing a shopping for your mom or, you know, like running an errand for your friend. This is sort of like how you show acts of service. Um, gift giving, pretty simple. Just, you know, giving thoughtful, nice gifts um, quite often, I guess, to your, I don't know, significant other, your friend, whatever. Um, physical touch, pretty simple, like self-explanatory. Um, quality time, which is just one-on-one, -on -one, uninterrupted, time where basically people who have like quality time pretty high on their list really appreciate being given like like being being made time for is it called like you know when other people make time for them when they plan ahead when they actually are in the moment when they have deep conversations like in the present it's very much about this time they spend together and words of affirmations is just you know verbal communication sort of like words of encouragement compliments cards, things like that, you know, just like expressing your affection with words. Um, I think it's a very, very interesting concept. And, and I remember I did the test like a while back, the first time I did it, I don't even remember when was that. And I think at that time, my first one was physical touch. And then the other ones, I don't remember. I only know that for gifts, I have 0%. Like I literally don't care about that. And acts of services are my like almost last, like they're just above gifts. What always goes in the top three is physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. But then I did the test again, maybe like a year ago. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was... And it quite... it And it shifted quite a lot. So, I mean, still, acts of services and gifts were at the bottom, the same, same order. But the first one was actually quality time. Second one was words of affirmation. And physical touch, well, like, fell to the third place, I guess. And I thought that was so interesting and like I'm not gonna get into details of like why I think it happened but like in general I think it made a lot of sense to me and it's also like interesting to note that like I think they can change throughout your life depending on like what you're I don't know you know it just, it just depends on a lot of factors I think it's not like ingrained in you but you, there's definitely like tendencies and you don't it's not like you choose them I guess 
But it, as I said, depends on your circumstances. So yeah, I would like to elaborate a bit more on like my top two love languages. So words of affirmation and quality time. Well, quality time and words of affirmation in that order. Physical touch, I feel like, I mean, okay, I know not everyone likes physical touch. And I'm also definitely a person who like likes it with specific people. I generally like it, but it's not like my top, top. But like, I think there's not much to be said in that dimension for me. I mostly want to focus on these two because they're going to be relevant to what I'm about to like say and like the whole situation with, with like the whole dinner. I don't know if I said already, maybe I should have said it at the beginning. But basically, if you do the test, it will generate you love languages that are most important to you in the ways of both, I think, receiving and giving. So it's both like how we, it's mostly like how you want to receive, like how you mostly appreciate receiving love through, like in what way. But I think also because it, it oftentimes is because like, because I don't know, for you, it's important that someone gives you gifts and you oftentimes express love to others in the same way that you like to receive it, if that makes sense. Coming back to it, um, my biggest um, love language is quality time. I am really, 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 for me, it's really, really, really important that like, if I'm close with someone that we make time for each other and that we meet like, I mean, not regularly as in like, oh, every week we have to meet, you know, like everyone has their schedule and they're busy. But like, for example, it really bothers me when people like postpone meeting with me all the time and like they seem to never be able to find time for me. I'm like, you know, like don't even bother if you like cannot because I guess I get that people are busy, but like, you know, we all have 24 hours and somehow you make time for other things. So like if you cannot make time for me at all, then like am I even that important to you? That's how I like kind of perceive it. You know, I'm just talking about my personal relation to it. Um, and another thing is besides like making time, it's also what really, really matters to me is that the person I'm with in the moment, like I'm, I don't know, on a meeting, on a dinner, that they're present with me. The thing that bothers me absolutely most is when people go on their phone. And I know they don't always mean something bad for like, you know, through it or anything, but it literally pisses me off so much for me. It literally is a message to me, like subconscious message that says, I don't care about you right now. My phone is more important. My other friend is more important. My boyfriend is more important. Instagram is more important. Like I would rather be on my phone than with you in this present moment, even though we have limited time and I can go on my phone at any time when I'm alone. But right now I'm prioritizing messenger or Instagram or whatever it is over you. And I'm not saying like, oh, you can never look at your phone when you're with me. Obviously, if it's, I don't know, urgent emergency, your mom is calling. Okay. But like, why are you replying to your friends right now? Like you can literally do it later unless it's an, an emergency, as I said. And it just really, really bothers me when people look at their phone. So like they get distracted. Like I feel like they're not really listening to me. I feel kind of awkward. Like what am I supposed to do while you're like on your phone? Should I go away? Should I go to the toilet? Should I go on my phone even though I don't want to? Because I don't want to be disrespectful. For me, it's quite disrespectful. Yeah, as I'm saying, like, I, I'm pretty strict with it. I don't, you know, it's not like if someone does it, I'm gonna be like, oh, we're not friends anymore. Like, I will criticize them, like, directly. Sometimes I will if they do it, like, quite a lot. I'm just gonna be like, hey, do you, like, even want to be with me? Because it does matter to me. But, like, you know, oftentimes people do it um, and they, as I said, they don't mean anything bad through it. But like I get very not only irritated, but like and sends me the message of like, you know, you, the person who does it, for example, don't really care about me. So, yeah, I think the love languages also work in that way that like if someone doesn't like 
respect your love language, then you feel like you're not being respected or like cared for by them. Oh my god, English language is so hard. Let me wait, let me refill my water bottle. Okay, water is refilled. My voice, I feel like my voice is getting a bit worse and worse. And I know I'm still not like well enough to record it, but I just let's just forget about it. I'm gonna get well sometimes in the future, but that's for me like that's what quality time means for me and that's why it's so important to me because I think the reason I like quality time so much is because as I said a lot of people in my life are very you know young and busy and we all have our schedules and I just like really appreciate when someone even though they have a busy schedule even though they have different priorities or so many things they could be doing they choose to devote their free time and um presence to me and That's why also I really like one-on-one meetings because then I know it's like, you know, they literally just want to hang out with me and I'm an interesting person to them and they want to talk to me. Um, That's, I think, why it's so high on my list. And words of affirmation for me, it's the second one. And it's kind of like, I I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's as important for me as quality time, but I definitely do need it in every close relationship I have, Um, you know, relationship, whether romantic or not. But the thing with words of affirmations, it's not really like compliments as in like I need to tell people to tell me I'm great and pretty and nice and all of that. It's more of like a validate and like I what what I need most is sort of like validation about our friendship. We that's what it does. Like the words of affirmation don't like obviously it's very nice when people compliment me and I really do appreciate it. Like, I really take it to my heart and, you know, will remember it probably for a long time if someone compliments me. Especially, obviously, my personality. Like, if they say like that I'm a great friend, if they say that I'm a good listener, stuff like that. But I also really, really appreciate and almost, like, need my friends to, like, kind of reassure me verbally about our relationship, if that makes sense. So, I, you know, I really, really love and appreciate when people, like highlight or underline that like I don't know I mean so much to them or like I'm that I'm a good friend or that like mine and their relationship is special to them or like I'm a close friend you know I really appreciate when people kind of validate me in that sort of specific like verbal way um I feel like it's very visible that is my love languages when I write cards when it's other people's birthday because basically love languages I think yeah as I said like it's your love languages so it's how you want to be treated but because it's your love language you also feel like other people will appreciate it most you know because you appreciate something most you also feel like other people may appreciate it as well even though it may not be their love language so for example I write a very 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 long birthday cards for my close friends like my close friends know this like I will literally write you an essay about how much this friendship means to me, how much I like you, or like, you know, stuff like that. It's very, very deep. I get, I get very, very deep and like straight up just flattering them all the time because I really like, you know, like conf- conf- sort of like confirming the friendship or like, you know, really being like, yes, you are my best friend. Like, I really love you. And here's the list a list of reasons why and here's the list of reasons why I think you're such a great person and yeah I really do love giving such elaborative cards I think they're very special and I do know that people appreciate them even though I only know maybe one person who does them on the same level as me it's Aniela she I feel like she kind of started doing it and then I kind of because you know before I wouldn't do it not because I didn't want to but because I felt like it's a bit too much 
But since she started doing it to me, we literally, like, <laughs> for each other's birthday, we literally give each other, like, essays. Like, I remember for my 19th birthday, she gave me, like, four A4 pages of text, like, a small text. Like, birthday wishes. Not just birthday wishes, just, like, a letter, sort of. And I literally love it so much. Like, literally, it means so, so, so much to me when people put effort and time into writing, you know, that sort of, like, letters or birthday wish. Like, it means the world to me, literally. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, And I do the same to my friends because, as I said, I love receiving that. So I kind of signal my affection through doing that to other people's as well. And as I said, just as with quality time and, like, people, like, not really respecting our quality time, I guess... Um, when I don't receive words of affirmation from time to time, at least, I'm not saying like, oh, you need to like state that we're best friends every day or something like that. It's nothing specific. It's just general patterns, I guess, in relationships. Like if, I don't know, if I don't know, like my close friends or my loved ones, if they, from time to time, at least, like they don't tell me like how much they like me or appreciate me or like how much it means to them that we're friends, you know, whatever it is, I'm not saying like, they have to give me a specific, you know, they say something specific. If they don't do it, I start doubting the friendship, even though it may be a close one. And I know it's very, you know, it's kind of like my own issue. And I know it's not the responsibility to do that and to validate me. But for example, it's not, it's not enough for me to like, I don't know, hang out with someone a lot. Like I really need a confirmation, like a verbal confirmation that we're friends, that we're close, that they really like me for this and this reason, that I, you know, I'm not just like a random person they hang out with, if you know what I mean. And I, and it's so weird because it's not just with new people, for example, who I haven't really had that like established foundation of a friendship. It's literally, it can be with my closest friends or family. Like if they don't, reaffirm me at least as I said from time to time I'm gonna start doubting my very close friendships and I know it's it's can it can get really bad because I I I just get so much into my head but obviously it's not like I will ever ask for it like you know you you won't just come up to your friend and be like hey can you tell me if we're still friends because you know but I know that some people still like other people have it as well like they just really care about that kind of validation but yeah for me it can be like a cause of quite a few issues because I know not everyone has the same love language which is what I'm going to be talking about but as I said it can be quite like a big issue for me if like someone doesn't understand that part about me the primary reason for which I'm making this episode and this is like so random and I don't even I'm doubting that Maying that you know the girl I went out for dinner with that she's even gonna like listen to this podcast episode but what happened on the meeting is during the meeting I think like a notification popped up on her phone and what she did instead of picking it up looking at it or even just you know like reading it replying whatever she literally said I'm sorry I'm so sorry she put on airplane mode and turned the phone over you know it's such a simple thing to do like it's a a no-brainer for her it was a no-brainer for her but for me it meant so so much because we live like everyone is addicted to their phones and I feel like I've grown so much so used to people just replying to people when they're with me And, you know, as I said, it really bothers me, but, like, you know, you get used to it, you know, to that kind of behavior, I suppose. Um, And you're not going to be, like, badgering people about it and being like, hey, turn off your phone. Because, you know, I don't want to be condescending as well. Um, But it really meant a lot to me when she did that. Like, it it literally sent me a signal, like, I want to be here with you. You're the most important, like, thing right now. And 
you know, like, let's talk and not go on our phones because we don't have, you know, all the time in the world, like, we're both busy. And after the meeting, she sent me a message saying something like, oh, like, thanks, it was such a lovely meeting, my heart is so full, you know, I had such a great time, you know, blah, 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 something like that. And again, like, it was another thing, like, firstly, she gave me, like, the quality time, and then she kind of, like, sent me words of affirmation about the fact that she enjoyed hanging out with me. And that's when I realized like the reason I was so happy after the meeting was because she kind of like gave me affection in terms of like both of my top love languages. I know this sentence sounded very weird and not the way it was supposed to came out, but you know what I mean? Like the way she treated me, I guess, was very much aligned with my love languages. And that's why I felt so satisfied after the meeting. So like understood and respected and cared for, I guess. Also another thing like that probably really helps with that is that we're both INFJs. And I think maybe like love language, I'm not sure about that. This is just a thing that popped into my head right now. Maybe love languages and 16 personality types are related in a way. Because yeah, f- for us, like she's both, as I said, we're both INFJs. And I think for her, probably I would guess that her two top love languages are these ones as well. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to her about this, but that would be my guess. But the reason it got me so much like thinking so much about it is that like, I feel like all of us really, really, really could truly benefit and, like, improve our relationships if we only, like, took this matter seriously and actually, I don't know, just did the test or, like, even thought about it, like, for a longer period of time and, like, I don't know, sent the test to our friends and family and just, like, really have a discussion, really have an open discussion both with ourselves and with others in our lives, especially close people, about the ways we like to receive and give love. And maybe it doesn't have to be, you know, five love languages invented by Gary Chapman. But I'm just saying it's it's a very, like, I do appreciate it because it makes a lot of sense to me personally. I don't know if it will to everyone. But I think the whole, like, message behind what I'm trying to say here is that if it really helps in every kind of type of relationship to know how other people want to receive affection and how they give it as well, and as well as, you know, about ourselves, like, how do we like to be treated and how do we want to receive affection? Because the thing is, sure, sometimes, just as with Mang, you're gonna run into people who have, I don't know, very similar or the same love languages, like combinations or percentages or whatever. And you're naturally gonna, like, understand each other better. It's gonna be easy for you to get closer because you're gonna be constantly reaffirming each other in the way that you both like to be. It's gonna be tri- quite, like, a smooth progression of a relationship. Again, whether romantic or not. Um, but a lot of people will have different ones. Like, you know, your top love language, maybe your friend's, you know, least, like, lowest love language. You know what I mean? Like, it can be very mixed up. And I think a lot of miscommunication and misunderstanding can come out of that and a lot of you know just wrong ideas about relationships and I reflect upon a lot of like I don't know difficult times in my relationships or times when I have doubt certain relationships it's very often because we like later on for example I realized that we have very different love languages and that we both give and want to receive love like differently I'm saying just love or affection friendship you know what I mean um And that kind of, again, it creates this sort of miscommunication because what happens is, for example, let's say that for you, gifts are the most important love language. And this is how you want to be treated. And this is how you also, you know, as I said, because you like to be treated this way, that's how you show affection to your friends. So so if gifts are very important to you, then you'll be buying, for example, your closest friend, you know, a lot of gifts. They're very thought through and you think 
you're validating them. You think you're, you know, doing the right thing and you're definitely, you know, showing them affection and, you know, this is your way of expressing it, which is, you know, absolutely fine. But then let's have a scenario in which this is their least love language, you know, their least prioritized one. They don't really care about gifts, you know, it doesn't mean anything to them. And for them, all they actually want from this relationship is for you to schedule a meeting with them and have a deep, long conversation because they really liked quality time. But, you know, for you, for example, quality time is nowhere high on your list, so you'll never do that. And then vice versa, you won't receive gifts from them because for them, gifts are not important. And it creates sort of this cycle of, like, you know, miscommunication and, you know, both of you trying to express your affection and then being frustrated because the other person either doesn't appreciate it or doesn't give it back to you in the way that you would prefer it. Well, as I said, whenever someone I'm with someone and they go on their phone, I'm pretty sure that for them, like, oh, it's either because I don't, they don't care about me, which I guess sometimes can be true if you like meeting with random people. But like, I know my friends care about me, you know, like deep down, I know that's true if I had to take an educated guess. <laughs> but I guess if they're pulling out their phone for them, it doesn't mean like being disrespectful, but this is the way I receive it. Like this is the way I um, sort of process it. And this is the way my brain will understand it and take it as. Um, whereas they can totally not mean it, but it still happens. Like I cannot help but feel frustrated when people do that. If you're very unaware of like either yours or your friends' love languages, your family's, whatever, your partner, then a lot of miscommunication can happen because of that. But now that you found out more about it, in case you like didn't know before, um, you can really use it to your own advantage. Like I really do appreciate the whole concept and the fact that it exists and that I, you know, found out about it, took the test because it did help me again, not only understand myself, but also my friends and why they behave in certain ways. A good example of this would be that, like, one of my best friends, like, her highest love language is acts of services. Like, she really goes out of her, will go out of her way to help you if she cares about you. She will do a lot of things for me and, I don't know, like, she will cook something and she'll give me, you know, a portion or she'll buy something for me even though I didn't ask her to. Like, she'll do those stuff. And I know that for me, it's nowhere high on my list. Like, acts of service, I don't really care about that. But after I've had a discussion, like, with her about it, like, what's your, you know, top love language? And I found out that for her, it's acts of service. Now I know that, like, whenever she does anything like that, it sends me a signal that, you know, she cares about me. The relationship is important to her. I'm important to her. Even though, like, it may not be the way I would, you know, prefer to receive it as or, like, the way I would naturally interpreted as like you know an affection direct sign of affection and on the other hand because I know that acts of services are so important to her I try to be like that to her so I try to again do stuff for her I don't know if she has like something she needs help with I will try like go out of my way to help her I'll always offer care food like if I make any you know those sorts of things because I know she will really really appreciate it and she will probably appreciate it more than me I don't know like hugging her or me telling her that she's great and that I really like her. I know that this is something that matters to her and that this is how she shows her affection. So because of that, because I just simply understand her now better, I, you know, I feel like our friendship can grow much deeper because we don't have that, you know, sort of like miscommunication on that level. And I know that even though I don't always receive, I guess, validation or affection in the ways that... I want to I still know that she cares for me because she sends it in another signal like that I can you know read through I don't know if that makes sense 
and yeah, I guess like the biggest message I want you to get from this episode, podcast episode, because I'm gonna be wrapping it up. You know, it's not a huge subject. I just kind of wanted to add my three cents to it before I made this episode. Basically, I sent it to my mom for her to make it, and my from my dad as well, because I don't think they ever did it. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, like with my parents, I feel like I don't need that much validation in terms of like, you know, love because they're my parents and they've shown me it so much throughout my life. So like it's not a re- it's not really a relationship that I'm doubting, but it's also like interesting to like think about it like, oh, how do they actually want to receive love? Like what's important to them? Um, and sometimes like when people will like you'll ask people about it or like have them take the test and they will tell you that and you'll have a moment of, like, realization that, like, oh, wow, so they've been showing me affection all this time that I kind of, like, missed, like, I didn't really realize it. For example, my dad likes to hug me a lot, like, both of my parents do, and, like, touch, like, I like touch, but as I said, specific moments, and I often am not in the mood for it when other people are, I just, you know, don't really get it, and then I asked my dad, like, I told him about the whole concept maybe, like, two months ago, and I was like, oh, what do you think is your biggest love language, and he said, like, touch, And it made so much sense to me. And I was like, oh, like, that's why, you know, this is how he shows me affection. And I used to, like, treat it as kind of, like, annoying, you know, like, oh, he wants to hug me all the time. But it's just, you know, it it, it really brings primarily understanding to relationships. And I think it can really elevate it to another level. In case you haven't already, definitely take the test yourself, like, find out something more about yourself. I think it will probably make a lot of sense to you because obviously, you know... Maybe even, you know, even subconsciously, you probably know how we like to receive love or validation. And yeah, if you want to send the test to your friends as well, people you, you know, you're close to or you feel comfortable sending it to or your family, your partner, whatever. And, you know, maybe you'll find out something new about the relationship or maybe it will make you realize some stuff or just, you know, help with your communication. But in my opinion, it's just a very useful tool that we should take advantage of since there are stuff like that. You know, I just love getting... (laughs) to know like my personality and my character more like I just am obsessed with you know astrology 16 personalities love languages all that sort of stuff because I think again like I love deepening my understanding of myself and my friends my family like it really means a lot to me and yeah that's basically everything in this podcast episode um it's kind of nice that it was so short I feel like okay still it wasn't like short short it was probably 50 minutes of recording um, but maybe when I edit it, it will be a bit shorter. Um, yeah, this is all I wanted to talk about in this episode. It felt really, really good to be back. Um, and just, you know, spill my thoughts without interruption. I just love making podcast episodes. Again, I don't know when the next one will come out. We'll see. We'll see. But if you've listened to this one and you're still with me, then I would just really, really like to say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting me throughout the way and you know it's just I have a lot of gratefulness recently that's what I've been feeling I feel like that's my biggest emotion over the last month is just being grateful and I think it's honestly really good to be grateful so yeah I hope it will carry on throughout the next months and if you would like to you know find out more about the podcast be more like up to date with everything that's happening participate in polls if you want to you know send me a dm maybe a comment about this or other episodes then definitely give me a follow it's at heartfeltpod on instagram and yeah that was everything i wanted to talk about today um have a lovely evening or night or day whatever time zone and time of day you are in um yeah that was a very odd sentence but yeah 
um take care have a lovely day or rest of your evening and um i'll talk to you soon bye bye